guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to episode 120 of We Turned Out Okay. Today is a Your Child Explained episode where we always try to get into the minds of our kids' heads and figure out what's going on in there. And this is a super special one because it's showing up on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, I hope that you are stuffed full of turkey or you're, you know, it's in the oven and you can smell it there as you're, um, as you're listening. And if you're listening after Thanksgiving, I mean, of course, it's going to be totally relevant to you. And hopefully you'll have the good memories of the turkey, the recent turkey. Maybe you're still eating your turkey sandwiches and turkey casserole and turkey tetrazzini and all the good leftovers that come with turkey. Um, gosh, I just love this time of year. I mean, I love, I think I love Thanksgiving for so well, for so many reasons. I mean, it's just such a family time for us. And um, I hope it is for you too. But the other thing about it that's really fun is it's the beginning of, you know, a really special time of year. Um, and I know that time can be a little bit panicky. <laughs> so we got some episodes coming up to help you with that. Um, as we get into the the end of the year, if, if you're sort of considering it with dread, as opposed to like joy, hopefully we'll be able to help you out here. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to share that with the, this episode is the Your Child Explained episode after um, a wonderful episode with Ken and Anne-Marie Harbaugh, who were on the show last Tuesday. Um, you want to go back and listen to that show, I think. It's not a prerequisite, but it's a really great episode. It's, it's, they've written a book called Here Be Dragons, and the book kind of is a guidebook, but it's also like a memoir and um, it's funny. There's a lot of, I mean, like listening to them and talking to them was so great because like they've just got such a good take on raising young kids and um, they've even, I, we didn't even get into it, but they, one of their kids had a maxillofacial, I believe that's what it's called, a maxillofacial problem, which I think amounts to a cleft palate. Um, and so they, when their daughter was born, I mean, they, they had a lot of surgeries. She had to cope with many surgeries and, um, you know, they, they get into that, but again, they do it in a way that's like not, it won't have you kind of going for the vodka. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be laughing along with them. And, and, um, anyway, so that was episode 119. We got to hear from them and, um, it's not a prerequisite to today, but I know you'll love listening. So I hope you go back and, and that that too kind of helps you get into the right mindset for a good Thanksgiving. In fact, the reason that we were, we actually recorded that episode in September, but the reason it's up this week is because they tell a story about a, a, their last Thanksgiving, like last year's Thanksgiving was a really special one for them. And they kind of talk about that in our episode. So <clears throat> pardon me. That's, uh, that's a good one. So go back and listen to it. And today we're going to talk about how to help kids be givers, no matter their age. And I've been really thinking about this because of something that happened recently in our lives. So 
Max and Jay, for probably two or three years now, have each had a, a, an envelope. It's basically like this totally battered envelope at this point. And um, Max wrote charitable giving on his, and Jay wrote to give on his, as in this money is to give. And they each get a monthly uh, a set salary. And it, you know, it's kind of gone up a bit as they've gotten older, but... Um, and what we do is we ask them to give a percentage, a very small percentage, like 3% of their monthly salary. And <clears throat> pardon me, I'm so I'm sorry, it's it's morning time here. And um, I haven't had my breakfast yet. And I guess I've, I've got my morning voice on. So um, I do apologize. I hope that you know, my voice kind of wakes itself up pretty soon. But anyway, um, the boys have each been contributing just a little bit of money. I think for Jay, it's been something like maybe a dollar or two every month for, um, you know, for a while it was a dollar or two, at, at, you know, when there, when his allowance was, when his salary was like 12 bucks a month or something, and he would put in one or $2. And then as it's gotten, as he's gotten older, it's gotten more, but it, it's no more than like probably $3. And, Max is, you know, because he's a little older, so his salary is a little bit more. He's putting in, I think it's $6 he's been putting in for the last, I would say, two years. And they've they've used this money in such an interesting way, each of them. For, um, for Jay, he adopted a puffin <laughs> one year. So adopting a puffin, I think it cost him about, um, it was probably $100. And he... What happened to him at that point was he'd had, maybe he had about half of it in his to give envelope. And we basically told the kids, you can give this money to whomever you want, whenever you want to get. If you pass a homeless person on the street and you want to give them the $3 that you have saved up, that's what you can do. If you want to give it to a friend so that they can buy, you know, their favorite candy, you can do that. And um, they both basically kind of let it accumulate. And so Jay had probably about $50 or so. He'd been putting money in his to give envelope for like a year. And he, um, he, we got a flyer in the mail from the Audubon Society and he wanted to adopt a puffin. And what he basically did was he took all of his allowance for, for that month and maybe for the next couple months and he saved up until he could adopt a puffin. And, um, he named the puffin. It had a really cute name. I can't believe I'm going to remember, forget his name. The puffin's name was like, I feel like it was something like banana or something like that. He, anyway, I mean, he, this puffin was so dear to him and he got, he got a, um, a picture of his puffin and he got sort of reports on what the puffin was doing. And it turned out the puffin was like mating and starting a family. And uh, the puffin lived on Eastern Egg Rock, East Egg Rock, Eastern Egg Rock in Maine. And um, like Jay got to really feel like he was a part of something special and big. And, um, then, you know, so, like, so he, Jay has done that. He has, uh, last year he contributed to, he bought meals for homeless people. Um, I think he was able to buy like 20 meals or 30 meals or something like that with his to give money for um, people at a homeless shelter in Boston. And Max in the meantime has just kind of been letting his grow. Like he hasn't really given much to his to give fund. And then, um, a few weeks ago, a friend of ours is a midwife. And uh, like, the, my, my boys are, are good friends with 
uh, their kids with, with this woman's kids. And she is a midwife and, um, she's gotten involved in a program that brings midwives to Haiti to, um, deliver babies, to teach other midwives how to, you know, how to do this job kind of a thing and to really, to really help and contribute in a meaningful way. And uh, she's going in early in the new year. And so she, she had like a, a crowdfunding page and, uh, as soon as Max and Jay heard about this, um, they really, really wanted to help. So they they basically took all of the money in each of their to give funds, and it ended up being almost two hundred dollars. And um, I happened to be the deliverer of this money, so I handed it over. And my two boys were able to pay for like a third of the the plane flight to get this friend of ours over to Haiti, like to you know to pay for her, for a third of her travel expenses. And, um, I mean, there were tears in her eyes when, when I gave her this money and she was just so touched that, that they'd been saving up all this time. And actually, interestingly, this is a little bit of a bookend because it was her who gave us the idea. So years ago, she said, my youngest, um, you know, has, she just put it out on Facebook, like, here's something interesting that you could do with, with money, if you want to kind of give your kids a sense of this. And actually, I, I should tell her that because um, I don't think she knows that this whole idea was started by her, which is kind of cool. So, uh, so anyway, my boys participated in are, are participating in getting a friend of ours to Haiti so that she can do a really important, um, a job that she's very excited about doing. And, um, I mean, in this way that, so like they've, they've really helped, you know, in a lot of little ways, but they, I mean, when you're handing over nearly $200, um, it, it doesn't seem so little. I mean, it seems like kind of a big deal. And, um, I guess I wanted to bring it up today as one way that you might consider helping your kids be givers. Uh, it, you know, if it's, they're financially giving. And that's, that's really special, really important. And if you haven't ever done anything like that, I mean, here's a, here's a real easy way. Like if they get, even if they don't get an allowance, I mean, you can say to them, you know, okay, here's $10. Half of it is for you to enjoy. And half of it is going into your savings, split it into two, right? So you've got, because the other, the reason we started do, doing this also was because we wanted to give the kids the chance to save some money to to show that like over time, money accumulates in a really great way. I mean, we don't have they don't have the miracle of compound interest because they're it's just envelopes in their you know dressers or something. But it's better than nothing. And um, I mean, my guys have have uh, you know they've they've purchased some really big ticket items, and it's been it's been a really neat way to teach them that you can, you have power and um, you don't have to be like a, a victim of want. Um, even if it's just a little bit of money over time that will accumulate. And if you can, if you can wait. <laughs> so, so maybe, I mean, if you're, if you haven't ever done anything like this for your, for your kids, um, one way to consider is to, you know, say they're really small and, and you give them $10 a month or something and half of that they get to spend and the other half gets split between a to give and a savings, like a long-term savings. And maybe in a couple of months, they'll be able to buy a game that they really have been wanting. And maybe in a couple of months, they'll be able to help somebody in a really big, special way. Um, you know, it's all, it's all happening over time with money. And that's really kind of one way to think about it. So, so that is one way that your kids could give. 
Um, and I thought of some others that my guys have been doing recently, uh, which is, uh, um, my youngest is a, um, he belongs to a co-op and in the co-op, what they've been doing is these things called service projects. And, um, there's a, a group, uh, an organization called project Linus, where what, what you do is you make, um, well, what they've been doing, you, you, you donate blankets to Project Linus. And if you remember Linus from the Peanuts, he always had his blanket and he was always sucking his thumb with his blanket. And um, so Project Linus gets, and this is my 12-year-old telling me about this, Project Linus gets blankets into the hands of little kids who have had some kind of emergency, you know, whether it's a house fire, whether it's, it's an ER visit, something like that. Um, and I mean, kids desperately need something to cling to. And I mean, a blanket is such a wonderful um, thing, you know? And so Jay has come home with stories of like, they're, they're making fleece blankets where you, I, I, you know what, maybe I'll link to something about this in the show notes. I've never seen this done, but there's a method of making fleece blankets where you, you're basically cutting into the blanket from all sides and then knotting the blanket. So like you're, you're making a, a thick, cozy blanket, um, and you're doing it with fleece. So you don't, there's no sewing. It's, it's just, you know, snip and tie. Really, really great for young kids. And, um, at, at the co-op, these, they're older now, these, you know, this group of friends that, that Jason is doing this with. And they're like, um, they have like a sort of, uh, uh, a manufacturing line where like somebody's cutting one side, somebody's knotting that side, somebody's cutting another side and knotting that. And they, they sort of pass it down the, down the line until it's, until it's all done. And he's describing like, um, the blankets are like, they're, they have Pokemon on them or they, they are, they have footballs on them or something like that. They have, um, things on them that kids will really identify with little kids, you know, they're bright, they're, they're, they're cozy, they're wonderful. And I mean, just for Jay to be able to think of something that he's doing, going into the hands of a person he will never meet, but that he's helping that person. I mean, that is, that is just such a joy. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be part of a co-op. I mean, Project Linus will accept, you know, fleece blankets. I'm sure it's, I'm sh- I'm fairly sure I should say that it's not just in our area. I think Project Linus is all across the country. Um, but other service projects that they've been working on are um, they'll make dog beds for pet shelters out of old like sweatshirts and stuff. Um, there's lots of ways that little kids can contribute. And I, I, I guess, you know, I want to leave you with that thought. Like, it's so important to have some contribution to, to be, to feel like we're connected, um, and that we're helping. And I mean, there's so much science behind this, um, like that I've read about personally, like, or, or heard about personally, this, the science is all saying that giving helps, uh, it sounds so counterintuitive, doesn't it? Giving helps us feel better. Like if we are really down in the dumps or, or actually depressed, like clinically depressed, and we help somebody else, it lifts our mood as well. And I mean, I know that's a totally selfish reason to give, but um, it is another reason, I guess. Um, I think maybe because it kind of helps us think about all that we truly have in our lives. I mean, if you're making a blanket and you're thinking about this child who's going to get this blanket in, in like what are the worst moments of their young lives, I mean, that can that can't help but rebound and make you feel better. 
about your own position and about the power that you have to make others feel better. And, you know, giving that to kids when they're really small, starting them on that kind of thought path when they're really small is just so important and, um, and wonderful. I mean, like, it's just so wonderful. And especially as the adults, um, you know, when I was a kid, we used, we would go into, my mom used to work in an, in an old people's home. I don't even know if they have old people's homes anymore, but that's what they, this one was called. I don't remember what it was. It was probably called like the, you know, um, the King Street nursing home or something like that. But, but we always called it the old people's home. And, um, when we would go to visit the old people that lived there, um, I mean, like when I think about it now, the joy on those people's faces, just by having little kids around was so palpable. Um, I mean, there are so many ways to give and it's so important to help our kids, you know, get into this mindset of giving. And um, just like with my kids giving envelopes, charitable giving envelopes, we can't do this just once. I mean, we got to think of this as like a long-term overtime, very small investments of money and time over time is what what makes a difference. I mean, when I look back over these last years where the kids have, have had such an impact, it's been because of a couple bucks a month built up over time. You know, it's been because of um, 15 minutes spent tying a blanket together and, and not just once, but again and again. And so I, I, w- I just want to ask you as you're kind of digging into your Thanksgiving, if you're settling in and watching football and, um, you know, spending that time with family, um, to just, you know, give a thought to how, you know, what small steps can we start taking now that will really, really help over the long term? Um, and I guess I'll just end by saying, you know, I'm wishing you a wonderful and very happy Thanksgiving. I hope it's great. Um, next week, I'm excited because we're going to start with the holiday survival guide, uh, part one. So that should be fun. And, um, uh, you know, I guess I'm going to leave it there for today. So thanks so much for listening. Please share this if you think someone you know would get something out of this episode. Um, that's how the podcast has grown and grown. And it really has grown. I mean, you guys are just amazing. Um, and I think it's it's spreading wider and it's helping more people. It's like a kind of a wonderful little ripple into the pond that is... Um, you know, that, that analogy about throwing a stone in a pond, a little pebble into a pond and it ripples and ripples out. And, um, I can feel this as people get back to me, as people go to we com slash contact and, and just say, thank you, or ask a question or, um, become part of our community, the, the ninja parenting community. Um, you know, the people in there and the people listening, uh, and the people getting something out of this, I mean, that's a way that I get to give, to be honest with you. And um, I'm so grateful. It's made me feel better, (laughs) like I was talking about that before. And so if you could share and just help spread the message, um, that would be wonderful. And today I've got a special thanks to our producer, the man with a truly generous nature. I'm so lucky to have him in my life. The 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutok.com. 
or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page, or Instagram at We Turned Out Okay, or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie, or you can even snail mail it to me, Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019, and you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.